Welcome inside 254. Let's close the office door and start the conversation. It's contest time. Our partners at Feminist Sticker Club will send you 10 cute feminist stickers. To enter, leave a comment about why you are a feminist. Winner drawn on election day. Enter today. Colleen, do you remember being able to get up on a Monday and have a cup of coffee and just think about, hmm, what is the work we have in store for me today? Do you remember those days? No. No. Because <laughs> I feel like now every morning I wake up and think, what fresh hell is awaiting me this morning? Yeah. I was just thinking this morning, like, I remember those days. I remember the quiet halcyon moments of just being able to <laughs> enjoy moments. my coffee and not feel like the world is crashing down around our knees. But alas, that is not the time we live in now. So today's talk around the table is going to be about this particular moment that we're in with uh, the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, and the other accusers who have come forward with credible accusations um, that uh, Judge Kavanaugh uh, assaulted them when they were either in high school or college. And we're going to talk about uh, really the, the rhetoric surrounding this moment, um, how people are talking about these issues, and why women don't come forward. Really, because that's it is all related. And one of the biggest things I've been seeing on Twitter, because I, yes, I engaged with the trolls. Boy, they come out of the woodwork when you make a statement <laughs> like, well, when men and boys uh, sexually assault, they don't just do it once. So inevitably there will be more. And boy, didn't they like that. I saved some screenshots from the last few days. And just keep in mind that by the time this episode comes out on October 5th, things will have changed drastically. I mean, we're right on the cusp of maybe or maybe not these accusers coming and testifying to the Senate Judiciary Committee. We're on the brink of maybe, maybe not uh, Kavanaugh's uh, confirmation vote being rammed through the Senate because they just like to ram things, the fucking GOP. So uh, one of the tweets that I shared was by uh, Amy, <laughs> her, her name is on Twitter, Amy Cavanope Vanderpool. <laughs> <laughs> and she's at girls really rule and she's spot on with usually with her her tweets and she she tweeted uh, one thing quote what do you guys expect me to do ruin this guy's life based on an accusation and that was at senator uh, that was at lindsey graham south carolina admitting that one he won't believe the victim regardless of how credible she appears two kavanaugh's life is more important and three kavanaugh holds no responsibility for his actions so that's something that Lindsey Graham actually said out of his mouth. <laughs> what do you guys expect me to do ruin this guy's life based on an accusation? And I think Amy's spot on about that. And it sort of speaks. I mean, don't you think that speaks to a lot of why some of which any, anyway, why women don't come forward, whether it's in the moment when it happens or whether it's five, 10, 15, 30, 50 years later, a lot of times women don't report. Because the assumption is that we're wrong. We're wrong all the time, every day, no matter what we do, no matter what we say. Um, we're assumed to be lying. We are assumed to be wrong. We are assumed to be just doing it for attention. Um, and in the case, in this case, the Senate of the, pretty much the whole fucking GOP is saying, well, you know, it's just the Democrats smearing, smearing, like a good, you know, locks and bagel, smearing <laughs> Judge Kavanaugh. And, and it's, it's uh, one 
fucking senator, I think it was um, Orrin Hatch, came out and called the accusations frivolous. I mean, so like this is, I mean, I, I'm so angry right now. I just can't. Would you like to say, I'll say something. Please. Sure. Adds, add to the madness. So, you know, we're doing this episode because what we're really talking about is the re- rhetoric around sexual assault. And it's just coming to, a, it's a flashpoint right now because it's so in the media. But this is something that those of us who work within this are always trying to talk about, right? How do we talk about rape, this idea of rape culture, the never believing, the survivor. Um, So, so many things you just said, loaded even in that tweet, that women, what people are forgetting is when we say, I believe her, when you believe somebody, that's a first step, not a last step. And I think everybody's getting caught up on that, that I believe you enough to take the next step, whatever you want that next step to be. That next step might be not reporting. That next step might be taking a friend to the hospital. That next step might be pressing charges. That next step might be honoring somebody's request to testify in front of the Judiciary Committee. That belief is not the end-all be-all, it's the starting point. And that the starting point isn't, is something we have to continue to remind people that women aren't, or, or anybody, most percentage wise, people are not going to make these claims if they are unfounded. But you commented on, it's a moving target. It is, oh, you were drunk, or you were somewhere you didn't belong, or it was 30 years ago, so how could you possibly remember? Even though I've been reading a lot of things about trauma and neurology this week, about how those traumatic moments seal in your neurological pathways, right? So you maybe don't remember what you ate 35 years ago, but if you were traumatized, you will remember that. Even though you probably don't want to, as I can attest mm-hmm, to. Like, mm-hmm. it's not pleasant to remember right. those things. So the Lindsey Graham comment about he just I mean, there's so many jokes that could be made here about consent mm-hmm. and ramming things through mm-hmm. and they're vulgar. But at this point, it almost feels like you have to make the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the things he said? What were his three things? The guy's going to pass no matter what. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, he said, what do you expect me to do? Ruin this guy's life yeah. based on an accusation? And this is Amy's assessment right. is that he's admitting in that statement that he's not going to believe the victim no matter how credible she appears. She's that, not going to be appear credible. There's no way. This is right. not a winning game for her. No, it's not. This is not. There's nothing to win here. There's no. nothing to gain. She literally has nothing to gain. Somebody I mean, asked me last night. Of, she had to move out of her house because yeah. of death threats. Right. Somebody asked I mean, me last night about what they what I think is going to happen, and my comment was, I think this is going to be a really dark week for America, and we're going to look back at it and be ashamed. I really hope. I'm wrong, but as I said to a student today, I am not usually proven wrong about these things because we sat through the Anita Hill hearings. Yes, we did. And that I was that. and that was sexual harassment, right? Not that I'm gonna play yeah. games about what's better or worse, but this is this is sexual assault. Yeah. Like this isn't harassment, this is assault. Yep. And the other thing he said at the end, this um Kavanaugh holds no responsibility for his actions. One of the, you know, oh, he didn't I say think, that. That's Amy's assessment. That's oh, what yeah, she's yeah. saying that the his but, statement. But means. here's the thing, yeah, and, and I'm just yeah. talking more about the kind of yeah. ethos of yeah. the week is the yeah. number of people. Now, you know, I thought I hated the phrase "locker room talk," 
if I hear one more fucking person say horseplay, I am going to break something. I'm going to burn something down. Horseplay is not pinning down a girl and forcing her to do something that she doesn't want to do. That the horseplay idea, here we are again at boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. Aren't you oh, and, ask? and the, like all those, those like is coming back. Those Republican women that they found out of the woodwork yes, on to CNN. Come out and say, yeah, on CNN who were like All boys have done this. All, what teenage boy hasn't done that? Like, yeah. oh my fucking God. I hope not every teenage boy has done that. Well, and I also value, I believe in teenage boys way more than she does. Yeah, clearly. Because I do not assume that if one has a penis, one is instinctually going to assault. Yeah. And so I maybe saw that same, you know, bits of that same round table. But just hearing the, we're back at the locker room talk thing. Mm -hmm. We've circled back to uh, boys will be boys. The code dog whistle for it this time is horseplay Mm -hmm. and not locker room talk. So where do I get to be safe? So locker rooms, unsafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, bedrooms, parties, unsafe. Workplace. Workplace, unsafe. unsafe. Like if we start Walking to take Walking in the street, off, unsafe. Right. Going to the store, unsafe. Right. Getting into our car from a parking lot, unsafe. Public but, parks, unsafe. I mean, like literally, <laughs> where is it? The rhetor- And the rhetoric surrounding all those spaces, is uh, it's almost like women don't belong there. And so when they are there... It's their fault. Yeah. And like, you know, if somebody's running in the, at night, well, why was she running at night? It's a road. <laughs> it's a public mm-hmm. road. So there's always. And that's like when she has time to run. There's always <laughs> like the analog or the corollary to, oh, well, that's locker room space. So that is what we talk about with women. Oh, that's the bedroom space. And that was just, you know, harmless horseplay. So I'm wondering what phrase next will be brought out and trotted out in front of us as an excuse for morally reprehensible behavior as charged as a way of... And again, I say this because I love men. I think you're better than that. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that you are genetically prone to do these things that women are accusing you of. And I have to say, the one thought that I had today watching the, the, really, the apologists, just one after the other, on the Republican side, and it is on the Republican side, and it's men and women on the Republican yep. side. Women can enact the, depression. Absolutely. <laughs> I always have to remind on, on other women. Um, the one dominant thought I had was basically the entire GOP is Kavanaugh's tit and clit frat. Hmm. It's, that's the frat that he joined when he was a kid. At that Georgetown prep. Yep, that's now That's now, they banned it because it was so vile. But basically the entire GOP is that. They are filled with people who have no character. They have no conscience. They have no credibility. They do not like women. They really, really just hate women. And I'm talking even the women in there. They Really, I think it's time to eradicate the GOP because they are a useless fucking party (laughs) who isn't representing over half the population. Well, what it's representing is the uh, anti-abortion movement. I mean, the, if we want to circle back to another episode, that that's what this is about. Where if we're because now we're pitting women's lives, right? Uh, and we're pitting they and the pro-life or anti-abortion movement. They see Kavanaugh as their only hope. So the moral argument doesn't work because they're like, well, I'm saving unborn children. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I don't care. <laughs> I got into an argument in the on way. Yeah. But that's the guy who was but that that is what, But like, that is what's not... happening. And so it's, it's that like, isn't relevant. It's that same. That's not relevant. 
and they may think it's relevant. No, and they're they, gonna they're gonna die on that hill. They well, are. But that's why you you know you talked about the GOP. Yep. I think that's why the the kind of fraternal brotherhood of mm-hmm. of people who want to get elected and need uh, anti-abortion votes. That's why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. And and so, they want to fuck women. They want to let them have abortions when it's convenient for them. Right. And they want to force women to have babies. That's the GOP. Well, 2018. they want to be in horseplay. And they want to talk in the locker rooms. And, yeah. <laughs> and all those well, terrible and things. Another, uh, another tweet I actually saw today. Today was the national walkout in support of believing survivors. We're both wearing black We're right both now. wearing our black. And there was a, a, a woman posted some uh, some photos from a rally outside of a, a city hall. It looks like a town in New York somewhere um, that was a rally supporting victims of sexual assault, urging people to call their senators regarding Kavanaugh. She posted two photos, two counter-protesters, including one with a vulgar sign. And the counter-protesters, uh, one white man, the <laughs> sign says, drunken slut Blasey Ford. And the other, it looks like a woman, and her sign says, no facts, no evidence, no case, confirm Kavanaugh. So to me, that's the GOP right there. That is the base. Those are the people who vote for these assholes. These are the people who will not ever believe women, no matter what we do or say, well, ever. And, and they are, I think, uh, you know, this kind of white, patriarchal, mm-hmm patronizing normative <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can i can use all the words but i think it even i think it goes beyond gop-ness i think mm-hmm. it's you know that very deep structural commitment to patriarchy anxiety over women's bodies um have i ever told you a story about when i did the take back the night march when i was in college did i talk about this uh, ever? I don't so i think so the moment so these people are very <laughs> They're just everywhere. But if you go out and you talk about assault or you... So Take Back the Night is when women on college campuses walk... Or anybody walks around and talks and tells their story. So um, I'm in the the this big yard of Pollock talking about things that had happened to me. And some person decides to start playing Nirvana's song Rape Me out the window. And that was the moment God. where... You know, there's always that person that you just described. There is always that There's too many of them. Oh, yeah. There's way too many of them. One is too many. One is too many, but there are actually, and I've been noticing way more of them now because Trump has emboldened these assholes, and now they're all coming out of the woodwork and speaking their mind and making their signs. Yeah, there seem seem to be more, but I do want to still remember. They were there, and I saw Anita Hill speak when I was at Penn State. It was Mm -hmm. a very good place for me. Some guy stood up and started yelling at her, you know, as an invited speaker in this huge auditorium about how she was lying. And... You know, these people, these people in this image you just described, they are always there. They're just always there. Mm-hmm. And that, not that we shouldn't pay. We should pay attention to them. Yes. But they're part of a bigger, they're they part are. of a bigger problem. But the problem is, that's who the GOP Senate is now, is yeah. them. Yeah. And we, well, the midterms are coming up. You know, if this doesn't, if this doesn't motivate more Democrats to vote and vote blue, I, I really Amanda, don't know what else is going to get you to go. I'm going to tell you something. <sighs> it's not. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> we don't, we as a society don't care about women. It is very obvious. Yeah, I know. That we, that, that, that women's issues are only going to move people who care about those issues. It's not like 
I find it impossible to believe that there are people who are going to watch this and be like, you know what? That's going to make me go out on midterm day and vote. I, again, I would like to be wrong about that. Yeah. But I don't think that is going to happen. Well, when you have uh, Orrin Hatch coming out calling these accusations frivolous, and he just right. did this today. That's the quote, direct quote. He used the word frivolous. And when you have, you know, the smear campaign and all this rhetoric coming out of the GOP, you know, why would anybody question why women don't come forward at all, much less immediately? I read a story on one of the social media sites. One um, young uh, teenage girl was talking about how when she came out um, to her friends, she she told her friends about um, a sexual assault she had experienced at a party. And when she went to school on the Monday and was mm -hmm. telling her friends, they were all just saying, you're just saying that to get attention. I mean, mm -hmm. literally, that is someone who that happened to almost... Like almost an identical situation to mm -hmm. what Dr. Ford is experience, had experienced. And this girl went and said something and nobody believed her in the moment. So there's never a, there's never a good time. Basically, women are just supposed to be sexually assaulted and shut the fuck up about it already, right? But I, I also <sighs> think that girls are very aware of that lesson at a young age. So I, you know, I'm not going to talk about my own story. But I will tell you why girls don't report because often when those things happen, they're somewhere they're not supposed to be right. Like they're probably breaking a rule. And if you're a rule follower, you're not interested in divulging that uh, you've already very much watched what other girls have gone through. So either you're going to be called a slut and you're going to be shamed at school or nobody's going to believe you and you don't want to cause problems for anybody and also, sadly, I think there is something in the fabric of girlhood in America that makes girls think that that is just the way it's supposed to be. And why wouldn't you think that when you hear all this rhetoric from the people in power? Like, why wouldn't you think that? Mm -hmm. So why, why would you? And also, I will say that I think a girl of you know 15 or 14 doesn't have the language they don't have the, I know this for a fact. This is why I'm always teaching words. They don't have the language to talk about what it is. And they don't have anybody to talk about it with. So that's, that's just a small umbrella mm -hmm. of the factors that will silence, that will make a girl silence herself or a survivor survive, uh, silence themselves. That's just like a few. We're not even talking about these kind of larger, you know, big picture societal structures. We're just talking about what a girl might see. And that's bef that was before social media. So now I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it why girls don't report. You have everything to lose and nothing to gain. Mm -hmm. Because if you are the one person who actually gets some kind of justice, what? who cares? Mm -hmm. You're still going to be accused of ruining a family. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump's talking about how he feels so bad for Kavanaugh's wife and daughters. I do too. Right? I'm not a monster. I feel bad for those people. I feel bad for his wife. I feel bad for his daughters that they have to watch this. But also he decided that he wanted to be one of the most powerful people in this country. And so if you're going to leverage your family knowing that you've done these things, you are at fault, right? Like you want to be in the ring, you're going to get punched. Mm -hmm. And if you did not anticipate those punches coming... Like, I mean, how many, how many women, today's Bill Cosby sentencing, right? Yep. 
How many Boy, women? Boy, that got lost in the noise of today, didn't it? <laughs> how many women did it take the numbers yeah. until finally, like the tipping point? The tipping point is not one. No. To be believed, isn't it like thirty? Uh, right. Forty. What's the tipping point? I mean, Harvey like, Weinstein. How many famous, yeah. powerful women had to say the same story until people believed it? Mm-hmm. This is why nobody reports. Yep. Why would you report? Unless you're telling a mandated reporter who's required, mm-hmm. and then. Again, we circle back to believe the person means yeah. you believe them enough to help them move to the next step. Not it, you're not having a trial if but you believe a woman. Right. But that that's what you see come out of in particular these GOP supporters and, and the GOP itself is that if you say you believe someone who says they've been sexually assaulted, especially a woman, suddenly you've. Um, you've been the judge, jury, and trial, and everything's done, and they go straight to jail. It's like that's the assumption, and and I don't know, I don't know how we can get people to understand that it's important to believe, and then, like you said, go with the person on help them get to wherever they want to go right, after be- that. I believe but, Dr. Blasey Ford enough that I yeah. think she deserves a hearing. Yes, and then I want to hear what happens at that hearing. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't believe in the angel in the house. Nope. I, you know, people do things for all kinds of different things. Yep. But I believe someone enough to say, yes, we are going to let your voice be heard. Or yes, I will take you to the shelter. Mm-hmm. Or yes, I will do nothing else because that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Why, why is this that, like it's this immediate. And to me, just, that just shows the anxiety the Judiciary Committee has. Mm-hmm. Because let's remember with Anita Hill, there were two other women that never got to testify that Joe Biden decided not to call mm-hmm. up. And he regrets he talks about that very specifically. Mm-hmm. But that there was there was not just one woman. There were three. And and again, is Ramirez, this mm-hmm. new accuser, Ramirez. Um, is she going to get a seat at the table? This other guy that they're ignoring, his friend who is offered to testify and say, I was at that party. I did this. Like, wh- why Why mm-hmm. are these voices not being heard? And you who know, gets to make this decision? But you know the answer to that because I it do. doesn't fit what they want. What they want is to just push this guy through, get their conservative judge and their conservative mandate on the Supreme Court. Correct. That's all That's they That's care what, about. Right. And That's any, it. And any woman's body <laughs> and any woman's... Um, well-being and any woman's psyche and any woman's life is fine to throw under the bus and often in the name of eradicating abortion that there's that right that's the prize and it doesn't matter what happens to get there you're seeing it right you're seeing it yeah we all knew that again people who are paying attention like we all knew that that's what this was about Mm -hmm. but now it's so incredibly obvious like even anita hill like she was interviewed the other day she's like it was like two days or three days that we lengthened this. It wasn't like we stopped everything. And then you got what you wanted anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't say that. But so what did I'm she actually, get? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. She had nothing. Years of headaches. Right. <laughs> and vilification. You know, it, it's as we're sitting here talking, it occurs to me that maybe the GOP is going to ram this guy through and sacrifice basically themselves on purpose 
if they, I have a, I, I really do believe that there is a chance if they push this through and it is, it continues to be as bad as it is, that there is, there is an even better chance of Democrats flipping the House and the Senate. And if, and so if they do this, maybe this is a calculated move on their part. They just want the Supreme Court justice and not one we'll, of them we'll, is a lifetime we'll, appointment. They are sacrificial. This is a lifetime right. appointment. That's what I mean. So, so if they're going to die on a sword. Yeah. This is a good one. This is the one they're going to die on. So I'm thinking maybe that's maybe that's what maybe that's what is going on right now with them. Is they're they're like because so many people actually on the on the outskirts, like the the pundits and the you know the people on the outside um, advising these candidates, these GOP candidates and and administration and stuff, saying you know, don't do it this way, be careful how you handle this, all this stuff. And they just want to push it through, push it through, regardless mm-hmm. of any advice. So maybe they're just going to sacrifice basically themselves to get this lifetime appointment. So it's guaranteed Roe v. Wade overturned, guaranteed even harder for women to get abortions, illegal, unsafe, women will die, women will be forced to have babies. It's all the GOP wants. So, right, maybe they're thinking, ah, we can sacrifice um, Congress for that. Like our own congressional yeah. um, uh, majority, my for own that. self, right? My yeah, own, yeah. So maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. <laughs> it's just horrifying to live through right now. And and I will and it's I will say week. that I am saying this knowing that none of this affects me personally. None of it. I am not. I don't have kids. I don't want kids. I don't. I can't have. I mean, like, I'm not of childbearing age. I just like so me personally, my life. The abortion com- the abortion conversation. Com- conversation, not the sexual assault conversation. No, not the sexual assault, but I mean the abortion conversation, like that. That's sort of like right mm-hmm. the golden the golden nugget out there. Yeah. That literally has no effect on my personal right. life as at an all. individual. I would be able to get an abortion, but structurally, I'm willing to fight the fight. Right, yeah. because it's not just about me or right. you. It's right. about all of the other women in our country who maybe don't have the means, maybe are gonna struggle maybe are gonna be in a situation where they're forced to have a baby they don't want right i mean it's not about us this is a fight that all of us really should be fighting and the way that these uh the way that these it's just the gop right now i mean i know biden's a democrat and he was on there you know with anita mm-hmm. hill the first time yeah, but, but several of those men are on this judiciary committee as well oh not only so that i can't wait to see their reprise yeah not only that the the gop uh got it's literally all men that the GOP has on the right. judiciary There's committee. Only there two are no, women on it, there are no Republican, there are no right. Republican women. There are two Democratic and women, that, and that but no Republican women. And that doesn't have to mean anything, no. right? If if no. if they knew actually how to speak well about survivorship, uh, but as yeah. our as our um, Donald Trump time coming up will show, that that is not the case. Right. Yeah. The, the head of the group can't seem to get his shit together when talking about sexual assault. And none of them can either. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. What is good is that my <laughs> oh, students, is there something good? well, my students are mortified <laughs> and they can see and very quickly deconstruct what the problems are. Whereas I would say when Anita Hill came out, we were not as savvy. So they are very capable. Like when Donald Trump did his tweet that we're going to talk about. I had students write to me like, oh, my gosh, I wish I was in your class. Like, I just miss being able to talk about this stuff. And I'm like, but you know what I'd say? <laughs> like, you're right. Like, you're right to feel crazy. Like, you're not. You're right. You're reading this in the exact right way. So they always give me hope because they have moved the bar. And they know who Anita Hill is, which I love, too. That's really interesting that's a, to me. That's interesting. Yeah. They're, they're plugged in. So 
they are so deeply frustrated by what they're witnessing. And I'm just like, y'all, I've been here before because I was your age during Anita Hill. We, I'm telling you, they are about to get this terrible thing dropped on them of sadness. And I'm waiting for it to happen because Kavanaugh is not going to pull out. No. There's, he's not going anywhere. No. Trump has doubled down on him today. Yep. Oh, the uh, entire GOP has. But, so, that's, so I, yeah. it, you know, now it's a circus. Yeah. And women don't win circuses. No. Women, women, <laughs> women always lose. Women, really, women don't in every situation. I will yeah. say to end on a note of hope, there are more women running for office. There are more women from diverse backgrounds running for office yes. this year, and they have real chances of winning. And I do think that we at least have a chance of flipping the the House. I'm hoping we have a good chance of flipping the Senate. Um, I would be happy to take that power away from the GOP for a while uh, and at least have a, a real check and balance on you know the Cheeto-in-Chief for the next two years. But... <laughs> I, I really, it's it's hard to find hope today, and it's yeah. hard to find hope this week. This this is, I mean, it is it is overwhelming. So it's it it heartens me to know that at least our students are on it, they're with it, and uh, they understand the stakes. They do. So hopefully they'll vote. They do. <laughs> uh, well, I can't promise that, well. <laughs> but hopefully they'll vote. Hang in there, folks. <laughs> yeah, and keep yourself safe, right? And yeah. check out as you need. Yep. Um, you know, this has been a seriously <sighs> triggering week for anybody that has been assaulted, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. It has been bad. And so you need to do what you need to do to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that this will end, right? I mean, yeah, eventually yeah. the circles will end. Oh, it's going to. But what you need, anything you need to do to kind of keep your boat afloat during it, is fine and if, even if that means you don't pay any attention yeah it's okay everybody else out. will hold the note yep right you don't got to be in the course we all, this we, week we can all take a shift so yep. you don't have to hold the bar up the whole time no so take care of yourselves folks mm-hmm. calling all high school and college teachers you asked us for transcripts, resources, and advice on how to teach the subjects we talk about. We heard you and created Inside 254 Teaching Guides. High-quality resources are expensive, and we know you don't have much money, so we priced our guides cheap. Nothing is more than two bucks, because we want to help you teach what we teach. Toxic Masculinity and the First Native American Myth-Busting Guide are now available and more subjects will roll out as fall semester progresses. You get lecture notes in the form of a narrative transcript of our discussion of the subject, ready-to-print handouts of writing topics, discussion questions, and a bibliography resource list with active links that work. Go to TeachersPayTeachers.com or download the TPT app and search for Inside 254. Download your own Inside 254 teaching guide today. Time for... Rumpster Fire! Hey, Amanda. Hey, Colleen. We're going to talk about a tweet. No. Shocking. Shut I guess I should, I should be grateful <laughs> that our president-ish is so transparent. So Hashtag not my president. He, he was sitting on his hands. Yeah, what was he doing With now? the Kavanaugh stuff. Well, he, like, even people within the White House were reporting, like, how hard it was to keep Trump from not commenting on the Dr. Blasey Ford story. So and, it took and him, did he finally? Well, <laughs> it took until September 24, 21st at 9.14 a.m. Oh but boy. he finally did. Okay, what did he say? What and did, it hit what the tweet? world. Uh-huh. And we're going to do a little close read. You're going to close this. read for it? Okay. So his tweet is, Yes. I have no doubt that 
if the attack on Dr. Ford was as bad as she says, charges would have been immediately filed with local law enforcement authorities by either her or her loving parents. I ask that she bring those filings forward so that we can learn date, time, and place! Exclamation point. Would you would you like to say something about that, or would you I, like me to? We just did an entire fucking table talk on why a lot of times women don't report at all, much less when they're young and they don't have the language for it. Oh my god! Okay, so I'm gonna do so stupid. I'm gonna do a little close reading of his stupidity. He is very unaware of like anything having to do with sexual assault. Probably because he sexually he assaults. He is a sexual assaulter. <laughs> right. And he always doubles down on people that have been... Uh, it's a pattern, right? That he doubles down on people always believing the man mm-hmm. and dismissing the credibility of the woman. So I'm sure he thought this was reserved. But let's just look at the language. So we start Please with... walk us through why it's problematic. Well, first, we start with, I have no doubt that. And just that, that like paternalistic... Mm-hmm. You are very one. You're the one who knows everything. That just kind of immediate problematic intro. So then he says, if the attack on Dr. Ford was as bad as she says. If. Right. If. Right. Fucker. Well, and, if, and, and that, that, that tone, right? That tone is so very clear that it wasn't as bad as she says. Right. Then. That's what you say to a child this mm-hmm. is what you say well if it was bad as you said then why do you why don't you have a band-aid on you know like, that's like then why aren't you crying right Ugh. right charges would have been immediately filed so that not true not nope. true very much zero not. true nope statistically untrue um files charges are not always filed and that's even if a woman or survivor does go forward so with local law enforcement authorities by either her, so to, we know that girls, because she was under 18, mm-hmm. do not report, or, this is the shitter right here, or her loving parents, as if, number one, she was going to tell her parents. Also, I think she's away at prep school, yep. right? Yeah. So you're away. You're not near your parents. And the under- undertone here is that, therefore, they don't love her. Yep. I mean, that is amazing. Oh, it's, it's an incredibly as insulting if you're slap a bad, in the face. If, if you're mm-hmm. a bad parent because you don't know your child has been assaulted. Yep. When your child probably hasn't told you that mm-hmm. for a myriad of reasons that I outlined mm-hmm. earlier in the table, Doc. Because maybe she was drunk, right? Like, she, what is she going to do? Tell her parents I was yeah. drunk and then this thing happened? Mm-hmm. So either her or her loving parents. And I love how it's like, I have no doubt that would happen. Whereas statistics math <laughs> but we I'll know show you that yeah but we know he doesn't operate on facts we know he doesn't operate on truth we know he doesn't operate on anything actually logical or real it's well, that's just a good point because yeah because then he calls for a unicorn i was going to say this is a unicorn right so he then basically demands that she makes a unicorn appear and says i ask that she bring those filings forward so that we can learn date time and place okay first of all it's not on her to have to do that so let's check yourself mm-hmm. second you're not asking you're being an asshole and you're being aggressive and third so if that doesn't exist therefore she is has no credibility right so mm-hmm. she has no credibility if those things don't exist mm-hmm. so this is something that our president i will tell you a lot of my former students wrote to me after they saw this because they saw 
how shaming this was and how this really plays into the conversations we've had about rape culture. He just wants to grab every woman by the pussy. So he really doesn't give a shit about whether women, you know, have something bad to say about it. He just doesn't give a shit. Well, right. And he doesn't, obviously, he doesn't believe in due process because this is always the things we hear, right? Like due process, due process. I also believe in due process. I want Dr. Ford, Dr. Blasey Ford to testify, right? Believing doesn't mean I am convicting. Different, different thing. So he he always is saying that, but here he's uh, like so what? So she very doesn't dismissive. do that. Oh, it's yeah. very passive aggressive. Yeah, it's actually got undertones of gaslighting to it. Like oh, it's not really that bad, right? right? It's like come on, it was horseplay. It was horseplay. <laughs> it was, it was well, don't all teenage boys do this? Yeah. So. And it was it was that's that's everything that's embedded there. So I'm I'm actually glad. <laughs> so that's our dump Trumpster fire for the week. That's our Trumpster because fire because it's so obvious how bad it is. I really wish he would stop tweeting so we could talk about something, something other than his. We should call tweets. this like Tweet Watch. Tweet Watch. So anyway, he's he he lasted a few days. He tried. You could hear like some of the early comments, like somebody was feeding him something, and then on. I think this is Saturday. This might be Saturday morning. He finally just and then like, he unleashed. let his real self yeah. fly free. Yeah, yeah. it tweeted out, tweeted it, tweeted it out like a bird, fly free like a bird. That's what he did. So his misogyny came out. No shock. Structural problem. This is the person that is elected. Why would you ever report a crime or a sexual assault if this is what the president is saying? Great messaging for everybody. Yeah. Young people. Thank you for empowering the young survivors of sexual assault. (laughs) Donald Trump. Can I just remind everybody that during the Barack Obama camp life... Remember that? Mm-hmm. That It's On Us started. They had a task force about ending uh, sexual assault on campuses. Mm-hmm. Like, this was an actual initiative mm-hmm. of the administration. Joe Biden spearheaded mm-hmm. so much of that work that this was something that not only they didn't not know how to talk about, they actually, like, learned how to talk about and wanted to make things happen. So this is where we are now, the, the complete inverse mm-hmm. of of what we were trying to do. I'm telling you, it's like we're living in a dystopian SNL skit. Like, oh, this is our life right now. feminist novels. It, I love them so much. <laughs> I'm reading another one right now. So good to see that our president still is an asshole. At least he's consistent. He is. We dedicate ourselves to collective resistance. Resistance to the billionaire mortgage profiteers and gentrifiers. Resistance to the healthcare privateers. As I have said, and as I believe, the advancement of the full participation of women and girls in every aspect of their societies is the great unfinished business of the 21st century. And not just for women, but for everyone, and not just in far away countries, but right here in the United States. Thank you for understanding that sometimes we must put our bodies where our beliefs are. Sometimes pressing send is not enough. If if we want to give all of our children a foundation for their dreams and opportunities worthy of their promise, 
If, if we want to give them that sense of limitless possibility, that belief that here in America, there is always something better out there if you're willing to work for it, then we must work like never before. This episode's fierce woman warrior is... Hashtag why I didn't report. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to be defined by it, judged because of it, seen as a victim or worse, a liar or attention seeker. It's been 14 years and I'm still more afraid of people finding out than what my quote friend did to me. Mine was family. I did report twice. I lost my whole life and family twice. They went on, by the way, as if nothing had happened. I tried to talk about it later and was told that I was using it for attention. He was my first boyfriend at 18 years old. I said no, but he decided otherwise. Told a classmate at the time who basically shrugged and said, it's not rape if it's your boyfriend, right? I didn't want to make a fuss, so never talked about it until a couple of years ago. These are just some of the stories that are found under the hashtag why I didn't report that exploded minutes after Donald Trump sent his ridiculous tweet that we just talked about saying that why don't these women report their sexual assaults? So all of these women, and there are hundreds, if not thousands of people that tweeted using that hashtag and bravely told their stories, attached their names to their stories. And maybe this is the first time they've ever publicly told their stories. These are our fierce woman warriors for this episode. To tell your story requires bravery and courage. And that doesn't mean if you don't tell your story that you're not courageous and you're not brave. You're just moving through the world with a different kind of bravery. But to put these stories out in response to show Donald Trump and try to educate him about why women do not report sexual assault, the onslaught of these will hopefully move the bar and show somebody, probably not the president, but show a lot of people why women do not report sexual assault. Let's take a time out for a media minute. Tanya Tagak is a internationally acclaimed Inuit throat singer who is also an author. And her new book, Split Tooth, just came out at the end of September 2018. And as I was reading it very early on, I was immediately impressed. Her poetry is raw, honest, and unvarnished. Her prose is both lyrical and direct. Each scene is like a perfect snapshot with just enough detail to help you feel the Arctic air, understand the characters' actions and reactions, and see the town and the surrounding area. The serious and devastating reality of sexual assault is handled so plainly and with such artistry that you don't feel the gut punch until you've processed the words. I love her music, and now I'm falling in love with her writing. It's a fast read, 208 pages, took me about three hours, but it is so powerful, powerful story. This is a, a memoir that intertwines with fiction, poetry that intertwines with prose, and traditional stories that are woven into and among reality. It truly is, it's real and fantastical, pleasure, pain, dark, light. In short, this story is gorgeous. Thank you for birthing this story into the world, Tanya Tagak. And listeners, you need to get this book and read it too.
Let's end today's podcast with some activist actions. One of the best things you can do to be an activist is to become a volunteer sexual assault or domestic violence advocate. This is not a quick thing. This is not a hashtag. This is not writing a letter. This is doing what the state requires you to do to be a participant in this kind of work. I did this work. I was became certified in this when in my early 20s. And everything I learned has informed what I do in my classroom, how I engage with people. And it's been a many, it's been decades since I worked on a hotline. And you should know that most hotlines are all, well, I would probably guess all, are staffed by volunteers. So to become an SA or DV, sexual assault or domestic violent advocate, each state has different rules. You can look to see what you're in Pennsylvania, the, each county has a DV or SA, sometimes they're together. Uh, shelter. You can see what their trainings are. Most offer trainings at least once a year, if not twice. And I met so many people and I learned so much and then did spend many years working in the shelter in both DV and SA um, advocacy. So this is not an easy activist action. It's not a quick one, but it is one that is effective and will inform how you move through your workplace, how you move through your life, how you move through everything. I believe my training was 40 hours. It may still be that same number, but each state is different. So you would need to look and see. But maybe today, and maybe this is the moment you've always been thinking about doing something like this. Maybe in this climate, you're seeing how important it is to be there and listen and believe. That's the first thing you learn in these trainings is to believe the person across from you and believe their story and help them get to the next thing. So consider it. And look into it and maybe find out that it wouldn't be so onerous and it might be something you want to do. Thanks for spending time with us inside 254. You can find us a lot of places online. On Facebook, we're at Inside 254 Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Inside 254 Pod. On Instagram, we are at Inside 254. You can find our free episodes on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, and you can also just Google us. Until next time.